Welcome back to season two of Whitgift Conversations. This is the podcast where we speak to members of the Whitgift community about topics that are relevant to you. Now, in this episode, we're kicking off the new academic year by talking to headmaster of Whitgift, Chris Ramsey. We're about to hear what it was like during those exam results days in the summer holidays, but also what happens in school during the summer break, what the focus is for 2022 and 2023, and also what the headmaster gets up to when he's not in school. That's all coming up now, so join me as I take you back into the headmaster's office with Chris Ramsey. Chris, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you today? Great pleasure. Very good, thank you. We're uh, we're now on uh, day two of term, and uh, you know I always think it's it's almost miraculous. Uh, and I said this to our timetabling team uh, that we've got over fifteen hundred boys, as you know, at Whitgift. And uh, on the first day of term, they all go somewhere and they know where they're going and they're all in the right place with the right teacher in the right room. Uh, And that always seems to me like a minor miracle. Uh, The people who organize that, it's a huge amount of work. So all good. It's been a pretty normal day. Yesterday I did the beginning of term assemblies, but we tend to like to get down to to, to, to normal routine and, and, and work nice and quickly. I've just come from a teaching and learning seminar on critical thinking, which is which was fun and uh, got lots of staff there. Uh, so yeah, all good. And you mentioned about the timetabling team. I mean, I, I've no idea how people go about using or how people go about creating a timetable. I'm guessing some kind of WYSI software is involved these days as opposed to multiple blackboards. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, one of the things about Whitgift, you know, we're, we're quite a complicated school. We have, we, we have different A-level pathways. We uh, obviously have a, a large and varied curriculum, which is important to us. And we also, uh, we, we, we construct the timetable. I know this is a little bit sort of esoteric and nerdy, but <laughs> we construct the timetable after the boys have made their choices. So we don't give them a kind of blocks, you know, choose one from this block, one from this block, one from... We ask the boys, you know, early, earlier on in the year, sort of around about February, March time, uh, in the option year groups, year nine, year year 11, what do you want to do in an ideal world next year? And based on their responses, we then reconstruct a whole new timetable each year. So it is, it's a big operation. We've got three people who work on it. Uh, and they also off, also often make alterations, you know, mid, mid-year as well. So yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those unsung areas of school life that, that uh, um, you know, they, 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 they do a great job. Sounds very impressive. And uh, I've no idea how they do it, but I take my hat off to them. Chris, I'd love to just jump back a couple of weeks or so. We we had results day not long ago for IB, for A-levels and for GCSEs, of course. How was that at Whitgift? Well, you know, it was interesting because so we had IB results day literally the last day of last term. So early-ish July, obviously A-levels, as you say, and GCSE in the last couple of weeks. And you know, some schools are saying to me that, or, or, or heads of other schools are saying that, that pupils don't come in, students don't come in to the school as much as they used to. Um, we had massive attendance from, from our boys uh, for for uh, all three days. And the big sense that I got this, this year in all three cases was you know, really happy boys who really felt they owned their results. You know, these were results that they'd gone out, they'd gone into the exams and they'd got them for themselves. And I, I, it struck me how in the last two years with the centre assessed and the teacher assessed grades, um, we'd lost that sense of, you know, the boys, the students, the boys in our case, you know, really going out and, and earning these. So really, really happy. Uh, you know, we were delighted uh, on all three. We got 
over 40 point average on on IB, which is you know again one of the one of the best schools you know uh, around, and and some terrific uh, A level and GCSE results. You know, I mean, you can we can talk about percentages if 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 you like, but I think the the, the key thing for us was um, that you know the individual boys uh, in, in all three um, sort of cohorts, um, you know, almost all of them got really great results that that were. Uh, what they wanted, what they needed, and and uh, so that was that was a very very good experience, and and uh, you know sometimes you know we we got, I can think of one particular boy who you know I think he got I'm going to say A star AA or you know really great A, a level results, and I, he he actually said to a number of teachers on, on A level results day I I always thought I was just a I was just a middling boy. Um, and that's 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 brilliant when you get somebody who kind of thinks you know actually. I, I had no idea I was going to be able to do this well. Uh, so yeah, really positive from our from our angle. Very very good days. Do you think it's a bit unfair the way that the media tends to report on these things? Because this year the main headline from the media was the fall compared to last year, whereas actually what you're talking about is the is is the sense of achievement that the boys certainly at Whitgift yeah. appeared to 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 be experiencing. Tell me about that. I mean, I think you know the the, the media this year were or some some uh, sections of the media w- were quite unhelpful and I, I could see what i think they were trying to do which is if you like managing expectations and you know if you say as some people in the media did look results have gone down will go down this year have gone down i can see how that might be intended to sort of soften the blow for people who didn't do as well as they thought they would i, I, I kind of get that but but actually um i mean our results didn't didn't go down particularly, and 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 I think that it's a, a big ask for media, I know, but I, I think that more concentration on you know good results f- for individual pupils is is really what 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 most schools want and and what most parents want because you know it is all about the individual pupil, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, and of course those individual pupils, all th- those that are leaving the school, going on to to do different things, going on to do. Uh, to experience new new places as well. Uh, tell me about some of the places or some of the things that some of the boys are going to be doing then. Well, as you, as you probably know, because we've spoken before about this, uh, the the vast majority of our boys are going on to to university to to the to the sort of you know big and and, and popular and, and well known universities that we that we know about. Very interestingly, growing number going overseas now, uh, and that's not been something that Whitgift has experienced as much as some other schools have until now still not quite a small number but it's now into you know towards double figures the number of boys going to the united states to university and and and, and other you know destinations i think something like eight out of ten or eight or nearly nine out of ten went on to their first choice university which is great uh and uh, you know the that next step, you're right, for for the students is is one we want them to be ready to take. We want them to be excited. We want them to be ready to leave. Uh, we, we, in a sense, I always say we don't want them to be too sorry to leave school. That's not really healthy. We want them to be ready, a little bit sorry, but 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 not not too sorry. That's a good way to put it. I like that. Um, Chris, tell me how it feels for you on results day, whether that's for 16 year olds or 18 year olds. Yeah, I mean, I I, I enjoy it. Uh, the the when I first became a head, I, I used to go to these results day, and I used to we we of course get the results uh, the day before, and uh, I've gone through three uh, twice now with my own children knowing their results twenty four hours 
before they did, which is quite an interesting experience. Uh, so we got the results a day before. Universities, of course, have had them for a week by that stage. So we get the results a day before. And years ago, when I first became a head, I used to kind of think I must try and memorize these results so that when a particular pupil comes up to me, I can say, oh, Simon, well done on your ABB. Or, and then I realized a few years ago, number one, they don't really want that. They, they want me to say, hi, are you okay with what you got? which is mm -hmm. what I tend to say. Uh, and they don't expect me to. And in fact, sometimes I even say, look, you know, I, I have seen the results, but I, I haven't looked at individuals. So I, 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 for me, it's it's almost just another chance to say, you know, well done and, and, and good luck. And, uh, you know, you've obviously had a good summer or, you know, something like, you know, it's, it's, it's a kind of social thing for me. Uh, and I do think, I'm pretty sure most heads go to these days. I, I, I kind of think, you know, why wouldn't you? It's 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 a kind of, uh, you know, there are occasional, I mean, I, I saw, a, I think, three boys who hadn't quite got what they were hoping for. You know, so there is an element where, you know, if I can help them, uh, then I will. But but obviously, there are others better qualified than I am to do that kind of, OK, well, what do you do next uh, advice? That's really interesting that you mentioned that the school gets them a day before, 24 hours before, because actually I had no idea about that. And universities getting them a week before. I'm just wondering if some of the people listening to this, like me, also didn't know that or, or whether I was actually the only yeah. one. Um, but, but that's quite interesting. I really do think that. The, the main uh, thing that people say, and I only found out about the universities when I was chair of HMC's universities committee, and I actually got invited to go to the UCAS offices at a level time which is fascinating and they do a great job of obviously phone lines advising people and i then then found out and i think my first reaction and i'm sorry to any university employees who might be listening my first reaction and maybe yours was what on earth are they doing for a week with <laughs> you can understand why they might have them a day before but yet no they have them a, a, a week before and do you remember your own results day when you were at school? Gosh, Simon, I knew you were going to spring an unexpected question on me. I actually don't. <laughs> That's an awful thing. I, I, I'm just thinking, no, I, can't, I have no memory of it. I have no memory. Sorry. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. There. No, that's fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Chris, tell me something that's been going on at school during the holidays. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really interesting that, that again, I've just written to my start of term letter to parents and, and obviously done my talks to staff. And, and in both cases, I've, I've said, as I sometimes do, um, you know, don't think for a moment that the school closes down over the summer and we just sort of put it in mothballs for eight weeks. The summer is always busy. I think this year it's been, I, I often say this, but I think it's been busier than ever, both on the activity front. So uh, we have now run for the third year this year, a community summer school. Uh, that's for year five students, year five pupils at local primary schools, free, free places at that. And that's for uh, any boys or girls that our partner primary schools think will benefit from a week in school, some lessons, some fun, some sport, uh, some music, some dance, all that kind of thing. So it's a real mixture of boys and girls. Some of them, uh, some of them will benefit because they're just, you know, they're a bit behind or, or they haven't had the, the, the good fortune that other people have had. Some will benefit because they come from a diff difficult family where it's just good for them to have a, a week's routine. We get uh, a lot of our students volunteer to be mentors and help. So that all happened. Uh, and uh, I went in one day 
to to spend a day and it's it's amazing it's just wonderful what what, what our staff and boys do there we also ran our international summer school uh, after obviously two years that we weren't able to do that that's a residential language and activities course so that was uh, that was running through most of the summer holiday uh, what else we we run a pre ib so anybody who's going to study ib whether at whitgift or anywhere else can do it a week's because it's a very different way of learning and and, and it's uh, so we ran that uh, meanwhile, oh, uh, sorry, before I leave activities, we ran a um, telephone campaign for our for our Whitgift for All Bursaries project uh, um, appeal, uh, and that had uh, recent leavers, some some current up, uh, last year's upper six, some uh, older uh, OWs phoning up and and talking to to uh, uh, to other uh, alumni. And then meanwhile, we were busy putting solar panels on the sports hall roof and doing some quite big works for the sports hall, refurbishing our maths department uh, and um, a big program of sort of physical work as well. So a huge amount happened over the summer. Very, very busy. It really does sound like a very, very busy place. I'm possibly more busy during the summertime uh, than during term time. Well, one of the uh, students was one of the prefects uh, I was talking to yesterday, uh, and there've been a few office moves in the sort of centre of the school. And they said that they'd come into school uh, during the holidays, I think to go to the school shop or or something. Uh, And this this student had said, I, I kept on coming across, you know, no entry work in progress signs, you know, and, and corridors blocked off. And, uh, you know, he said and I, I, the, the shop had moved because we moved the shop usually during the summer. So that it's in a, in a place. And he said, I, I almost didn't know where I was. It was completely <laughs> awesome. sort of uh, uh, thrown around. And he was an upper sixth former. So he's been here seven years. <laughs> Gosh, right. So he it's not it's not like he doesn't know his way around. Um, and really good to hear about recent leavers coming back in, because this seems to be something I keep hearing about with Whitgift, that the, the, the boys who leave tend to be very happy and very willing to give up their time to contribute and give back to the school. Yeah. And and. and- I hope so, and, and and I think it's something we've, as because as, we've spoken about this before, it's something we're really keen to 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 to, um, to get better and better at. What what often happens in schools is that very recent leavers, you know, come back because you know there may be reasons why uh, they they want to or need to, and then uh, people who left sort of 50 years ago come back, but it's the people who've who left sort of three, four, five years ago. But we've found increasing. I mean, we've we've got one. Uh, there's a young man called Olawani who who left. Uh, he he was in the upper sixth in my first year, so he left five years ago. He's now been through Oxford. He comes back brilliantly to do some mentoring uh, of uh, of young lads who you know maybe maybe they just got not quite found their way yet. Uh, and uh, he's an enormous. Uh, uh, sporting basketball playing uh, young man he's fantastic he's an Arsenal supporter like me so uh, you know and I think that kind of we're seeing more and more you know young men like that we've got two young uh, members of our one of our governing body committees uh, so I think we are seeing you're right more people kind of saying actually no I like that place I'm gonna go back and see if I can do something I was smiling when you're talking about Oluani there Chris because sneaky inside peek for other people listening to this we may have an episode coming up featuring Olawani. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to, 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 to people listening to that. He's, he's, he's a very, very good young man. And uh, if you do, uh, you'll, you'll, uh, uh, you'll, you'll certainly get him talking about Arsenal and, and, and the headmaster. 
looking forward to that very much indeed. How about the focus then for 2022 and 2023? What's coming up in the future that we could expect? Well, you know, uh, we, we, we've said a number of times that we're really clear about the kind of school we want to be and the, the way we want to go about uh, education. One of the big sort of themes for this year, last year we said uh, in 2021-22, we were sort of emerging from COVID and, and our priority for the year was, you know, really clear routine, back to normal, good routines and 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 just having a really good if you like normal year activities and so on and so forth getting back to normal uh, this year we're saying okay we need to go one stage further now we really need to to focus on what we call uh, the academic culture of the school if you like the learning culture so we're having a big focus this year on making sure that the memorable moments are there in teaching and learning, that teachers are prepared to take some risks. So we've told the boys, you know, expect to find, um, you know, teachers perhaps sort of going off topic occasionally this year. Um, we want to we want to challenge people in slightly different ways. So there's a big uh, emphasis on that. Uh, the other new thing this year, which which we're very excited about, is a new course we've introduced uh, called um ideatum and i think i've pronounced that correctly uh, it might be ideatum i d e a ideatum the the word means the process of putting um abstract ideas into real life in other words it's kind of about values it's it's our repackaging if you like of personal social education pshe and one of the things that sometimes happens in a, in a selective school and I've seen it happen in a number of, of, of uh, academically selective schools, is that the students take seriously the subjects where they can see there's a, a qualification, if you like, you know, so they think, well, history, English, maths, you know, we know what those are. But PSHE, very sadly, in my view, is often not taken so seriously. And we found a few years ago that, that when we introduced global citizenship and what we call Ignite, which is individual projects, that if you give, a, give the, uh, the, the learning a clear identity, they take it much more seriously. So we've, we've repackaged, if you like, PSHE as uh, ideatum. Uh, we've got a new head of department. And uh, so that's being launched on the timetable for all the boys this year, except years 11 and 13, but from next year, everybody will have this as, and it's being seen much more as a kind of, if you like, operating at the boys' individual level. So instead of quite often in PSHE, you'll have, if you take something like, um, I don't know, consent or, you know, the right ways to, to behave, you know, men and women uh, in their relationships. Uh, it'll very often in, in some schools in PSHE, it'll be taught as, OK, so here's a series of rules and here's a series of you know things that you shouldn't do. Uh, and what we've tried to package it is draw your own conclusions based on the, the abstract notions. In other words, getting the boys to, uh, if you like, to own the whole curriculum. So it's very much more a kind of it's about values. Uh, and it's 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 really trying to challenge the boys about what kind of people they want to be rather than just telling them a load of stuff not to do. hope that makes sense. I mean, that's certainly the way we envisage it. And, and uh, you'll have to do a podcast with the head of department. There you are. There's another idea for you. Oz Barty, who's been a, a head of year here for 
a uh, few years and is very, very highly thought of as ahead of year. And he's uh, he's leading on this. So we're very excited about that. Obviously, we've also got the, the usual events, you know, kind of open day, uh, uh, open evening and and so on and so forth, plays, etc. And when, when is the next open event that, you know, I'm thinking about any prospective parents that are listening to this right now? We have an open morning on September the 24th. Fourth and an open evening on the 29th and uh, we can do a little plug here because we do like people to book for these events and obviously they can go on the website and, and do that fantastic okay and chris we need to bring this episode to a close in a moment but i'm dying to hear twice before now on previous <laughs> podcast episodes you know what i'm going to ask you peru did you actually manage to get there this summer we did. We did. So Fantastic. Uh, uh, what, what Simon's talking about here is is my sort of now three-year-old plan to go with my, my daughter, who's now 19, uh, to Peru. Uh, we had a wonderful... I, mean, I would say, t- t- since you asked, t- t- two things I think I, I came back to. Number one, we, we had a sort of a, a series of things organized for us by a wonderful organization called Go Andes. I think we probably did a bit too much. I, I, I reflected at one point that we, we wanted to just pause. and. Th- In fact, I contacted the agency and said, actually, can we for the next couple of days not do any more guided tours? Let's. Can we just want to be in Cusco for two days and soak it up? So mm. that, uh, that was a kind of... A thing about you know not trying to do too much. We we did the uh, the uh, Inca Trail as as um, as you may remember. And now listen, camping and trekking are not activities normally associated with me. They are very much not <laughs> on my normal kind of range of stuff. Mm-hmm. And 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 the other thing I've I've said actually I've said in an assembly to some boys as well is it's not a bad thing to do. You know sometimes to do something that you don't normally do. Uh, and I was lying in my tent on, I think, night three of this Inca Trail, which is extraordinary, thinking, what the hell am I doing here 5,000 <laughs> meters up? You know, I'm 50x, you know, I won't say how old I am. People can look it up. But uh, I, I, I kind of, I didn't have to do this. And then I kind of thought, it doesn't do you any harm. And I said to the guide on one of the days, you have to go with a guide, what happens if, if people can't complete the, you know, what happens if you get halfway through the Inca Trail and you, you can't finish it? And he said, well, he said, I don't, I don't, you kind of, there's no option. Once mm. you've started, the only way to get to the end is to finish it. And there's something quite interesting, I think, uh, psychologically about thinking, I've got to do this because I've got to do this. There's no, it's like not having a prompt in, in a play. Mm. Uh, anyway, the, the, uh, the I got back and, and the, the school captain, who's a, who's a fantastic chap called Harvey Rendell, another idea for you, Simon, uh, uh, <laughs> said his mother did the Inca Trail. Uh, I think I'm not going to say how many years ago, but but when she was younger, I hope she's not listening. Well, no, it doesn't matter if she is. Uh, and he said she found it really tough. So I kind of thought, well, uh, if I found it really tough at my age, then uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'll, I'll live with that. I got there. It was great. Well, from memory, Chris, in, in our last episode, you, you said that people should do things that are difficult and challenging. They were your exact words. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. I, I still agree. Mm. And I don't mm. regret it. I, yeah. You know, and um, yeah, they should. We Fantastic. Should. That is really good to hear. Uh, now, of course, sometimes people say that you need to be outside of your normal working environment to think with clarity about work. Was Peru a good opportunity for that as well? Yeah, I, I, I think that is true. And, and, and I'll tell you that, that I had an email exchange with one of our governors the other day and, and, and he was asking something and I, uh, we got into an exchange and 
I, I'd said something. I would send governors my, my, my speech to staff, and I'd said something to the staff about how one of the things I wanted this year was for boys to uh, to know a bit more about what their friends were doing, you know, perhaps celebrate a bit more, you know, my somebody else in the tutor group's football team won or they were in a play. And he said, he's got teenage children. He said, one of the problems with the world that we all live in, particularly teenagers, is that it's so fast that you almost haven't got brain space to think about anything other than the next message that's come. And he said to me, this governor, that's probably why you enjoyed Peru so much because you slowed down. Hmm. And I think that's certainly, I certainly felt I slowed down in my thinking, which is good. Hmm. And no altitude sickness, I hope. I think I did a little bit. I certainly didn't sleep well, which I think is one of the symptoms. And the other strange symptom, and this has never happened to me before, is that one, certainly one evening when we'd arrived at the first very high place we stayed, my daughter and I went out for dinner and we ordered a meal. And when the meal came, I looked at the meal and I kind of thought, I simply have no appetite. I just don't want to eat it. Oh, didn't feel sick or anything, just mm. didn't want to eat it. And mm. loss of appetite apparently is a symptom. So I think I did. But it, it goes quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And your daughter had a great time as well, I presume. And now she's yeah, 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 ready yeah, yeah, to head yeah. back to Edinburgh from memory. Is that right? You're such, you've got such a great memory, Sam. I keep notes, that's all. <laughs> uh, she enters her second year at Edinburgh and she's changing course from theoretical physics to pure maths. Goodness knows why. Heavens above. What can people be thinking? Well, I'm sure she'll have a great time with that. Uh, We do need to bring this episode to a close in a moment, but I just want to say thank you again for our third podcast recording with yourself. It's been really good talking to you and thank you for giving up your time again. Thanks, Simon. Always good to chat. So that was Chris Ramsey, headmaster at Whitgift. Chris, I'm delighted you finally made it to Peru. Thank you for joining us today and for talking all about what we can expect to see in school this academic year. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.